0: Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Conversations with Koji. I am so excited today to have a wonderful guest with me today. She is an award-winning and Emmy-nominated actress, producer, writer, human rights advocate, singer, songwriter. You know her as Candy from Pose. American Horror Story, Nurse Rita, in Broadway Chicago. She now has an amazing podcast that I'm enjoying and learning from, by the way, um, called Now. No Opportunity Wasted. Miss Angelica Ross.
1: Thank you. And thank you so much. I'm so glad that you are listening and and learning and learning things it's been such a i mean we've only been you know launched since the beginning of february so it's Mm -hmm. only been a few weeks but already you know we're just having such powerful conversations that Mm. that people are tapping into and appreciating yes because a lot of the things we talk about are too difficult for other people to talk about and break down but people do want to know more and learn
0: more i i definitely agree with that um You know, and I'm going to get into my questions, but just piggybacking off of that, I think it's hard for people to have the tough conversations. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know, uncomfortability Mm -hmm. is so hard for people. And I, I just wish we would do that more because... Yeah. It's okay to learn. It's it, it's okay.
1: It's actually okay to be uncomfortable. And that's okay. That, that is the part is that we have to realize we are in a society that is built around commodifying and mm-hmm. commercializing and selling comfort because they know that you want it, whether it's macaroni and cheese, whether it's a man, or whether it's money or whatever else it might be. Mm-hmm. If you can get comfortable with mm-hmm. being on Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just saying if you can be comfortable with with being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know that's just where the change is, and that
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, that's what pushes us and challenges us to go beyond mm-hmm. what we what we are understand on ourselves by ourselves. Right,
0: one hundred percent. And I also kudos to you because when you were at the summit, and I, you know, I posted it on. Conversations because I was just truly inspired by that clip where you talked about no matter how small the medium is, Mm -hmm. we need more of our community. And as a black queer woman, and I know that I'm small, I don't have a lot of followers individually. Although I do have another podcast with my co-host for P Valley, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is a very big show. Right. But just individually, because she's not a queer woman. Right. I'm like that, that part inspired right. me to keep going even just a little voice of mine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Cause it's like, listen, if we don't talk if we don't speak about the things that are affecting us
2: mm-hmm. and
0: have conversations with people who are in the community doing the work
2: mm-hmm. and
0: talking about their experiences we at some point we can't rely on those people we can't rely on the white straight men and women that are on this regular schmegula channels to tell our stories.
1: No, we definitely cannot, especially, you know, just <clears throat> as unfortunate because, you know, for whether it is, it, 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 there's so much for us to learn when we watch how racism has worked and mm-hmm. how we've been given crumbs, especially when we talk about narratives and talking mm-hmm. about black stories and black storytelling. And then it seems like maybe we didn't got somewhere and we didn't made some strides because we get to play the best friend or the magical Negro or the sidekick or whatever it might be. And then in reality, we got our own black people who then pull from the same playbook. And then they uh, wanna put authentically and fully on behalf of queer and all the folks, they want to (laughs) sprinkle it in as a sidekick um, as a punchline, as a, you know, whatever. And so that's why it's important for someone like me mm-hmm. to become the next, like the trend, Tyler Perry, because Tyler Perry's only going to take us so far.
0: Right. And why do you, why do you think that is like, why I do, mean do
1: you want the real oh, answer
0: you know what I, and and ooh, I, I really do because I'm not in the business of sugarcoating to be honest I'm not well so here's I, the thing
1: is like I, I, I listen the reality is I can't tell you uh about a lot about Tyler Perry because I don't know him personally so I'll I'll say mm-hmm. that but what I will say is this I have a certain type of radar, especially as a spiritual person, Mm -hmm. as a Buddhist. Mm -hmm. A lot of our practice is about removing performance Mm. of spirituality, of this, that, and the third, and really tapping into the real reflection of what it actually is, what you see when everybody else is not around. Mm. And so... Because I po- because through our Buddhist practice, chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo to the scroll is like chanting into a mirror, where I start to polish it with Windex and see my circumstances myself clearly without projecting things onto other people, mm-hmm. circumstances whatnot. So when we polish our mirror, we become very clear and wise about the decisions in our environment but it also gives us a clear mirror about the other things in our environment. And and so I'm not fooled by the words that people say. I'm not fooled by. I grew up in a church. I grew up in Pentecostal church. Mm -hmm. So I know what it looks like when people are playing church. Mm -hmm. I know what it looks like when people are playing with God. Mm. And. Eventually, I will fully go into the whole sort of sermon about it all, but um, we as a Black community have been looking for a certain type of liberation, and we have looked up to certain people who we thought were going to bring our communities that way because of the ways they've been able to take up space in capitalism and Hollywood and different things, but they don't realize they're only creating their own monuments to themselves, Tyler Perry's not known for bringing up black writers.
0: No. At all.
1: And that's the lifeblood of our industry. So mm. what's really happening here? What are we really talking about here? And there's a lot more conversation to unpack, even when we talk about what Taraji P said about her experience yes, with the color purple. So you telling me these people got all this money. You telling me these people are doing all these things on this level and telling us about how, Groundbreaking it is that they're doing it on this level, but you won't pay someone their uh, what they deserve in their rate after all these years of being in the industry. Tyler, Taraji's not sixteen,
0: right? This yes. ain't her
1: first. She's she's got so you know it. That's a that's it's a lot of things, especially when it's that's it's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And what I know is that the same thing about what is done in the dark will come to light, right? It's kind of the same essence. It's not just about all full on this what, what wrongdoings that people are doing and bringing those to light, but it is about eventually the truth will, will surface in a way to right. reveal for folks what's really going on. And, you know, again, a lot of things that I know and say, well, I might have to put allegedly, I might have to say, you know, <laughs> listen, and I skate around a whole bunch of things because I really don't, cannot, I don't have the power and I, really, and I really can't get into these kind of full conversations until I'm really, really, really ready to have that conversation. No. But other people have had it. We are all having this conversation about Tyler. I'm actually kind of really, you know, it's a lot of things and I didn't even really mean to go in this tangent, but I'll just say that. It's <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that I'm a huge fan of Kelly Rowland. Roland. Like, Ruff, Listen. I'm like a huge, like Ruff. I'm talking about a huge fan. Mm-hmm. And I won't watch the movie because I do not want to form an opinion.
0: You know, listen. So- I don't want
1: to form an opinion because I can't. Because I, I already know what to expect because I've watched other things. Cause, so I just mm-hmm. don't want to form an opinion on this one because mm-hmm. I... It ain't about her, but it's about mm-hmm. the fact that this woman, amazing woman, has built a beautiful life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you are disturbing to, in my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You are I, as an actress, I might do some nudity, but the role better be for an Oscar. It better be for something gritty. It better be Monster's ball. Monster or ball. <laughs> it
0: Listen, better be monster ball. It better be theory. a monster's
1: ball or something. Because, <laughs> but to do all of that, knowing what it's about to give,
2: mm-hmm. that
1: that was hard for. That's still hard for me because I feel
0: oh,
1: okay. like it's a, a black man trying a black to, man
0: gaze, if you well, will.
1: But also, but also devaluing a black woman because uh, what he's doing in my eyes is not adding value. I got you.
0: See, that's a different, you know what, that's a different perspective than what I've heard as someone who stays on social media, just mm-hmm. having that podcast and other, you know, just being social, right? Right. Creatively. And I did watch the movie because, and it's tough for me and, you know, I think it's one of those things where... You know, we support the cast of P-Valley in every way. Like the projects that they have, we have watch parties for them. And I love Kelly Rowland, just like you. And I'm of the same opinion where it's like, ooh, you know, I really wish he gave more opportunities to... Black writers. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the indie movies. I uh, mm-hmm. I seek out Black movies that are independently funded. Mm-hmm. I went to origin to see Ava DuVernay and it was amazing. God that more people saw that movie. I don't know why it wasn't nominated. It pisses me off. I don't know. Well, girl, but
1: it's not nominated because it's not the help and there's no white saviors.
2: So. You know
0: what? You're right. You're right. I I don't understand why more black people weren't behind it. I don't I, I, like they was down to Angelina Jolie house, I right? Said, well, baby with, mm, but I ain't gonna say that.
2: Yeah,
1: no, it's just it's just because we have not fully again understood because unfortunately too many people liberation looks like capitalist capitalistic success it looks like financial mm. success so when you got these black people who have different production companies under their names imprints or whatever, why are none of y'all working together
0: I don't understand it
1: I do but it's but it's because of the way the system's set up but they don't understand we're stronger together
0: yes we are so much. We're so much stronger together. And that's one reason why I do admire Katori so much. Because of the way she loves on her people, like, from top to bottom. And I, I just... You know, I, I don't understand it, but I—I I, I mean, I do. It's ego.
1: It's a lot of ego. Because it's a lot
0: of yeah. I know. I, I know. The thing is, like, when you're on this
1: side of things, mm-hmm. you know, it's only so much I can say without being called a hater. So, like that part. So I know a lot of information. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of things behind the scenes, but like, and so what I know is that for some people, it's an ego thing because. they see it as okay for them to do certain things. Mm -hmm. But as black people create and we create different things, they keep trying to sun everybody underneath them. They don't want to have, like see someone become an equal and a partner and and you like grow to do that kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. all about, and it's just like, that's just not the way that this should be. I'm
0: not your son. Right. I'm your peer. I'm your peer that that's it right there, and respect jazz mhm, I am your peer, so I have a question for you, so let's say you are you just met someone on the street, subway, talking cafe, whatever they're not familiar with your work, mhm, they don't know you. It's just one of those things where you're sitting by someone and your light just shines on them and that you just connect. You know how you have those moments? sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. OK, so what would you tell someone that that just doesn't know you? What would that conversation look like if they say, you know, who are you? Who, who is and you go, well, I'm Angelica. How would you describe yourself? To a person who doesn't know you as Miss Angelica Ross?
1: Um, well, that's a that's a good question. I mean, I I guess I'll say this that um thankfully, due to the years, 13 years now of Buddhist practice, mm-hmm. um we go about life in a certain way. And so Again, for my, my my podcast being called No Opportunity Wasted, it's a deep lifestyle. And so it's understanding that there are many times due to schedule, things are hectic. I'm flying from this coast to that coast. I just want to get in the plane, get on the seat. Come on, can we all get, let's hurry this up. Let me get on the plane, get in my seat. Oof, okay, it's in my seat. And I just want to kind of just relax and do my thing. And, but the reality is I'm on a plane in a row, sitting next to someone else, and the reality about this is you start to understand just how important every single encounter and opportunity is. I'm in flying in first class a lot and usually next to white men, sometimes white women, you know, I love it when I'm next to somebody black and we kiki in the whole time or whatever. Mm -hmm. But either way, I don't have an immediate camaraderie with anyone unless I notice that there might be black and queer and trans or black and queer or something like that. Mm -hmm. But just because they're black, I still got to get over a barrier of are they transphobic or homophobic? If they're white, I got to get over the fact of are they homophobic, transphobic and uh, anti-Black, you know, Mm -hmm. so I got to try to figure these things out to depend on what we do is we call. There's just different tools I use, but it's basically we call it time and capacity. Um, So when we talk about no opportunity wasted, there's a lesson we teach about time and capacity that says Mm -hmm. when is the right time? when you talk about it, I'm not wasting an opportunity to say something, to do something, when it's the right time, time is always now. The difference is the capacity of the yourself and the moment and the people you're dealing with. So it's an assessment tool that you use to be sitting there like, okay, how much capacity do I have right now to talk to somebody that seems like they might have racist tendencies Mm. or they might be a little patriarchal or they might be whatever. Okay. I got enough energy today to deal with that. Um, Mm. And then it's like, also then seeing the person, let's say they're not, you know, college educated or maybe they are um, an evangelical Christian who only knows that, you know, so what I have to assess in the moment is how much capacity do you have to hear me? So that I don't waste my breath, my energy, or my time. But what I talk about, on, my, just like on now, on the podcast, I, we always leave a Buddhist breadcrumb. And that's what it's always about for me is no opportunity wasted. So in this opportunity, I'm not going to do too much. I'm not going to do too little.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have been conditioned to do just what is needed for that moment. And so when I introduce myself to people that I don't know, it is very custom to the moment and the environment of how I talk Mm. do I feel safe um you know a lot of different things and sometimes I'll even just smack people with my truth right there and say now I dare you even come to me wrong because I'm in a space where we both deserve to be in this space and if you Mm. act any kind out of way or out of pocket I will have you removed okay and that's when I summon uh the mythical white woman, I guess, uh, in me that 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 all of a sudden thinks everything like I'm, you know, and but it does. But I know that I have gained a certain amount of respect, and I give respect. So I know that if we're in certain environments, I'm going to give you the opportunity to learn who I am and respect who I am. And if you don't, I also am a grown up who can handle myself in the situation.
0: Yes, because it has taken me some time, I think, to get in that comfortable space, Mm
2: -hmm. you
0: know, like to kind of assess. So hearing you talk about time and capacity is something that I'm learning at my big age, Mm -hmm. 46, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I've identified as black and queer for now, twenty-one years now, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and pe- man, that growth process.
1: Uh huh.
0: Ooh, time like that. Uh, so right. it's, it's a
1: lot of because it's a lot of unpacking of what you. Yes. What was just kind of forced on you, and when you realize you have way more choice than what you what was told to you.
0: Yes, like growing the, yeah. up Catholic. Yeah, like I was. Catholic, and I did the steps of marriage, child, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's just that pressure of what you are supposed to be.
1: Absolutely. And
0: who you truly are.
1: Absolutely.
0: And navigating in spaces who you are going to hell, Yeah. And then Then you're like, wait, I'm not going to hell. Wait, I am loved. Right. You know what I'm saying? Wait, uh oh.
1: And if you receive that message, hopefully you receive it before it's too late. Because the way that things work is people start to internalize what they've been told. And now you no longer need nobody else to tell it to you. You telling it to yourself every day. telling
0: it to yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Miss Angelica. You telling it. And I was in a dark place.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and
1: this is the other thing too, is in Buddhism, we talk about fundamental darkness. It's another concept. And what I love mm-hmm. about this practice is that there's so many things and mm-hmm. each one of those concepts you could spend forever on. And so we call them a ship to cross the sea of suffering because mm-hmm. these concepts are able to kind of hold you together as, as you sort of learn those things. But when we realize that every single person, has to deal with something we call fundamental darkness, and mm-hmm. and what that is is just it's it's basically could also be called fundamental ignorance, and what that is is when you are ignorant or in in the dark
2: mm-hmm.
1: about your actual value. So those who are in a dark place because they, I'm an immigrant, and I you know. I in you, know, you know, I don't have this kind of or I'm disabled, and you know, in America they don't do this. is an ableist country, and they do all this kind of stuff or whatever. Or like as a trans person, look at the lay of the land. Ain't no damn man gonna be ready to or one, you know, to be able to be a partner to me. Yes. And the reality is, is there's a lot of receipts that might confirm what I'm starting to believe but it ain't the truth. And so that's the issue, is that people have got to find the truth for themselves. And it's unfortunate that people are being tricked out of their own ability to know truth when they hear it. So they have to have other people tell and affirm them. Is this right? Is this? No. No, no, no. Listen to this whole conversation we just had right now. Mm-hmm. There should have been a couple times that your heart bumped at the truth.
0: Yeah. yeah. When you hear it, it. When you hear it. 100%. It, it is. And it's so unfortunate for our community. Oh, God. Like, yeah. they can't. Lies are poison. Oh! Ooh, honey, they care more about a person's sexuality
2: mm-hmm.
0: than the crimes. I think I've spent the last two days like y'all, y'all, y'all care more about that than the crime, okay? Yeah, like okay. with Diddy,
1: yeah, what, yeah, with the situation with Diddy, it's like, had-
0: <laughs> what we had doing? all this
1: stuff with Cassie first, what are we doing, and, and then now all this stuff is coming out with the gay stuff. Now everybody talking about the gay stuff and not the drug. We
0: not talking about the trafficking,
1: like like all of the kind of stuff. But uh, the only reason why we're not, unfortunately, is because so many men aspire, Mm. aspire to be that nigga. They aspire to be that one. I got the hoes. Mm.
2: I have parties.
1: We I throw the best parties. I got the best hoes over here. And it's all debauchery. And it's all people trying to chase after temporary highs, chase after comfort that feels like a warm macaroni and cheese. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I know because I'm a little hungry. That's why I keep saying macaroni Okay, and but I but
0: understand what you're but saying. you
1: understand what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And so, But the thing is, those who know how to survive the coldest winter, those that know how to stand alone. Those that know to say, no thank you. Those that know how to say, I'm good. Those who know how to do those things, it's, it's, it's such a lesson because winning in life is so perspectival. It's so based on perspective. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people who think that they're winning. And there's a lot of people who think that they're losing right now and they're really winning. Mm -hmm. And so it comes down to understanding that there are short-term wins and there are long-term wins. Yeah. There's short-term feel-good and there's long-term feel-good. There is absolute happiness and there is relative happiness. And so it really is this what's happening in social media and pop culture right now is not Mm -hmm. just about the celebrities. It's about who we as a people aspire to become.
0: You're right. Yeah. That is it right there. It is definitely about wanting the life Mm -hmm. that someone has. And not trying to better what you have or not even better, sometimes just accept where you are mm-hmm. and grow mm-hmm. in yourself. Like mm-hmm. it's like such a self-hate now. Well, because here the
1: reality is is that people are people have there's a lot of cliches that are are out there that people mm-hmm. are taking the time to unpack mm-hmm. so the there's a cliche out there that people joke and laugh about when it's like maybe I guess I'm the problem. and the reality is actually, yeah, sometimes you are the problem, but you don't need to shit on yourself because of it. You don't need to be abused because of it. Yes, you just need to be aware and take responsibility for it. And when I say responsibility, again, I'm giving our Buddhist perspective as the ability to respond. Okay. Take responsibility for your ability to respond that actually I'm the problem. So how do I want to address that? How do I want to check myself before somebody else checks me?
0: I love that. So I have a question because I'm not Buddhist, but let me ask you this. Can you actually take certain practices yes. from Buddhism? Yes. like, Because some of the things you're giving me now, I'm like, I can really implement certain things. So number in- one, we say,
1: So, and again, what I love about Buddhism and the practice mm-hmm. is, like I keep saying, one small phrase you can ruminate on almost for so long. Because to say that Buddhism is reason
2: mm-hmm.
1: is to understand that there's there is never unreasonable. Okay. So if you feel some... Un- and so... I want you to look up a book called uh, Baptist Preachers, Buddhist Teacher. Okay. And it's written by Lawrence Carter, Sr. Um, I mean, in Atlanta, he's a pastor. And he made friends with our, our mentor, Daisaku Ikeda, who just passed away at 95 years old. He's been our president of our organization for a really long time. Oh, wow buddhism and that man taught him Mm -hmm. how he did not have to sort of give up his own faith to sort of understand the gem of what buddhism is okay but what happens is is this this is what i'll tell you about it is we say that you can practice and the reason why we do that is because you will come to your own boundaries and understandings that you create for yourself and that's what it's meant to be for and do. So we are not, it's not about that. But what it is, is that when you learn this practice, you actually no longer need to embrace such a small idea of God. Mm, okay. And that's what is really uprooting for some people, mm. is that to actually live in the expansiveness of what God is and not put these social political personalities mm-hmm. onto God. Yes. And yes. so when do that, now I'm able to mm-hmm. actually fellowship with so many Christians mm-hmm. and I don't have to rip their version of what they know and think out of their mind right. while I'm connecting with them. But I can, what we do is called refuting erroneous teachings. So it is still a space of, Respecting other people's religions and right ways, and the capacity, and the moments, and the times, and the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. to what we call—it's a—and again, here's another phrase I'm gonna I'll give you, but we call it upsetting, upsetting attachments, and what is the the verse Upt- upsetting attachments and something. But basically, what it looks like is there's a video on uh, my Instagram of a Jewish man, Norman Finkelstein, I think it's some, something like that, wherever he's, it's a viral clip that went viral. He's a Jewish man who has family that were Holocaust survivors. And there was a white woman in the audience that was like trying to weaponize her tears in the moment uh, with what he was saying. I know about-
0: who you're talking about, I've seen that.
1: Yes, yep. yes. So again, if you've seen it, and I encourage your listeners, find this clip i have it on my youtube i know that uh i mean excuse me on my instagram i know amanda seals and other folks have posted it but so what you're seeing have happening with this woman as you watch her in her tears the moment is upsetting her attachment Mm. it's uprooting her attachment to things that need to be uprooted and it can be very painful and so that process for folks especially if you are entrenched in indoctrination of christianity Mm. or judaism or anything else or whatever white supremacy whatever this buddhist practice and what we do through dialogue and the things that we do is i'm going to upset your attachment to everything you know
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you so attached to what you think a woman is that you don't see me I'm going to upset your attachment. Yes. Yeah.
0: That is so true. Um, That's a lot of the things that I discovered in my growth. It's sort of like when you're in church, they just talk certain parts of the scripture. Yep. And then as you get older, you're like, wait. Y'all left out the the shellfish. Yeah. And he always at the fish fry with right. the shrimp.
1: Right. Y'all right.
0: just told me that I would. Right. Now, see, y'all all going to hell then? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and 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 what's
1: unfortunate is that a lot of people are going to hell, and what I mean by that is the Bible talks about how there is kind of a different level of judgment. For mm-hmm. manipulation um, and to spread false narratives and things like there's a special judgment for them
2: mm-hmm. but as
1: a Buddhist we there's another concept called the ten worlds and it's a, it's a very very deep thing but you can find a concept online and the lowest of the worlds is hell hell mm-hmm. the highest is not heaven, but it is one of the places. And so what it is is that we understand that heaven and hell are right here amongst us. And even the Bible says that, but people still wanna miss that part. So to understand that is to understand that by your own vibrational frequency that you create in your own life, whether that is an addition of shame, guilt, or joy and truth, or whatever it is that's adding up Mm -hmm. will create the level of which you're vibrating at, whether it's a low level or a high level. So when you understand that you can create your own hell, there are people who think that they're paving a road to heaven, but their good intentions are creating hell for them. Mm. There are people who are clinging to an idea of heaven but don't understand that life and even as an angel is not about things always being perfect
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you have to be the kind of angel that can be a cool breeze in the midst of suffering in the in hell that can be a glass of ice water that can be these sort of things but if you always need to cling to heaven baby, you're going to get your again this process is going to upset your attachments.
0: That's right. That's right. And it always doesn't have to be the big things. No. It doesn't have to be the the big things that make a difference of, oh, I'm going to heaven because I did this big thing and that makes me no. love someone else, which I, I think that is... Oh God, that ingrained, like you say, that just indoctrination that we've had all our lives and that uprooting that you talked about. Like I am really going to do some studying because I'ma send you and I'ma send you some stuff to
1: study too because please. Yeah, because once you see what I love about these things, especially mm-hmm. people who are not being their own blockage,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you see, you can't unsee. When you hear, you can't unhear. And so these things that I'll give, that I show you, it's going, it, it again, it will uproot so many things that all of a sudden you are no longer susceptible to the same manipulation and control that everyone else is with media and social media. You don't find your value in things that are so transient.
2: Yes. But
1: you also respect the transient nature of things, you also understand the concept of 10,000, it's called 10,000 realms in a single lifetime. But basically what it means is when I talk about the 10 worlds, the lower level is hell. Then you got Mm -hmm. uh, anger, you got animality, you got uh, hunger, you got all these different worlds as you go Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. And in each one of those worlds exist all the other 10 worlds.
0: Right. What
1: that means is if I'm in the world of hell, if I am tapped in, I can access a way out into another space. They're always there. It's always mm. there. So it's about mm. understanding that if you are if you understand how to start taking responsibility for your life condition, then you can respond to the moment in a way that lets you up out of hell, out of a place of being so hungry that you would eat your own, out of a place of being animality that you just shit and fuck everything uh, without any kind of consciousness and human spirit behind it. Mm. You can pull yourself up out of these places because ev- there's a route to mm. each of these worlds in every single moment. So when you realize that you start to begin practicing as a person mm. and make the most out of every moment and opportunity. That's what it's about.
0: Wow. And you know, what's, I think for me right now, anyway, and for a lot of people, what I'm seeing is, uh, and I know that I can talk to you about this because, Mm -hmm. and I, I I haven't had a lot of people to talk to it about because my family feels differently about what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. in Israel and Palestine. My mm-hmm. friends feel differently. And I feel like I have been sort of singular in thought,
2: mm-hmm. sort
0: of separated. Um, it's been one of those things where you want to say, I think I have about 50 drafted tweets that I have not sent out
2: because you
0: don't want to rock the boat. Um, You're like, oh my God, I'm probably going to lose followers from another podcast. Um, Oh God, I'm going to upset this person and that person. Oh, let me just go to my other account so I can tweet out all my thoughts. Um, And I'm just like... What the hell right then you want to dispel the misinformation right like that's not what uncommitted means what the hell cnn like oh god how many times is joe biden gonna freaking say that israel is defending itself like right right i and it's like an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere like well let me
1: let me let me just paint the picture for you about what's what's happening right now Think about, there's a lot of people who struggle to understand or try to envision what things were like during slavery times. Yeah. We're still there. The reality is, is that a lot of us are still trying to not upset massa. Please, please don't upset massa, because we got, listen, things are cool over here. You know, I ain't really trying to get into all that. Like, I got my job, I got my 401k, or I got my Hollywood career. I'm not saying nothing. And I'm definitely not saying nothing because I'm black or I'm trans. I know I ain't even got half the power Scarlett Johansson and them got, and they ain't even speaking up. So you're not going to sit here, take my livelihood and all these things based off some stuff that I don't have really a lot of power in. But unfortunately, what's been sold to us is privilege, position, and comfort. And so they've been picking us off one by one. So we don't have collective power because you're too comfortable to shake the table. You're too comfortable to come over here and do this or do that. So you, I have compassion for those who are too scared. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, who are either too scared, who are don't know what I can't don't they 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 may act like, and again, I don't mean to be so confrontational with a lot of the things that I say and do, but I realize a lot of things that I say are meant to sound like euphemisms. And to shake you up to be like, damn, that sound fucked. That sound messed up. That sound harsh. But then when you listen to what I'm saying, you understand what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is, I'm done watching movies like Bayard Rustin. And I love it. I think it's a great movie, things that we need. So that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, Hollywood loves to play around in symbols and imagery of change while. Actively being a opposition to the modern day Bayard Rustin.
0: Mm. Amen. Yes.
1: So what I do know is the person who played Bayard Rustin might get an award, but the actual one might not get their flowers until they're dead. So I we need to get to a space... Where we realize that liberation does not look like capitalism and and it doesn't look like, you know, black business. You know what I'm saying? That's great that we can do all of that, but that's just us learning how to use the master's tools to then subjugate our own people and pay them and take advantage of them so we can make more money. I mean, that's the capitalistic structure, get people, pay them lower. So you can, you know, it just is what it is. And some people don't understand the trajectory of saying, yes, I'm a participate because at this level, all I really know is administrative and blah, blah, blah. So let me do this, but I'm a grow from here and take what I know and parlay it into something else but instead people are looking to make that comfort last can I just can I can I can I count on this job for the next 10 years
2: Um, I mean I don't
1: know can you count on breathing tomorrow okay (laughs) right but that's what's important to you I cannot tell you enough when you get into the Where I'm at and what I'm talking about as far as like Buddhism, Mm -hmm. what we do is we have this thing called expedient means, and it basically means that as, as we're sharing this practice, I can leave my books at home. I can share the practice with you. Oh, oh, you see that bottle over there? The grass? Or you see, I can literally share a whole point with you through that. And so what it means is once you really get good at this, you become so agile in the moment. Mm -hmm. And you are then able to become like a doctor administering exactly the right dose of truth, of harshness, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: of firmness, of whatever it is that you need to do. But you can't do that if you're too clinging to things, to circumstances and things needing to be a certain way yeah, for you to engage and act. Mm-hmm. That ain't the way this works. That ain't the way life works. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I think one day I had tweeted something, maybe I was hot. Mm. And then I looked and I said, oh, that must have pissed some people off, cause I see I didn't lost a whole bunch, and I was like, oh well, oh well, y'all'll be all right. Like, yeah. and it's like longtime friends,
2: mm-hmm. and you
0: know they're like sub tweeting, like
2: mm-hmm.
0: you you know like sub tweeting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I think that was for me, you know. But I'm just like, girl, like, I mean. It, Come on, like I know. But Come as
1: you're on. upsetting other people's attachments, you're also upsetting your own, and so it's it's a, it's always a again Buddhism is this yin and yang, this you know yeah. du, duality and all these things. So the reality is, we have to upset our attachment,
2: mm.
0: our, our our
1: unnatural allegiance to losers. Oh yeah yeah
0: yeah okay okay.
1: You yes. have an unnatural allegiance.
0: Yeah.
1: You have an unnatural
0: allegiance. What is, is that what he said? Unnatural? He said he said you have an unnatural allegiance to losers. And then I'm so irritated because he go on Joe Rogan. I'm like, Lord Jesus.
1: Right. 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 Exactly. But you know, exactly. So you can't you can't put your faith fully in. in-
2: you can't and people
1: do so, but it is a thing that we have to learn how to move forward with a level of compassion and humanity that's that right. still leaves a door open for people to grow.
0: That's right, and it doesn't take away that there was no truth. Absolutely, that's the thing, too. Absolutely. And that's what we do because once someone where you can't, it's, it's sort of like oh, I can't get a Kiki no more. See, when he was mm-hmm. on Shannon Sharpe's mm-hmm. platform, it was like, oh, we got a Kiki, y'all. <laughs> now it's like, uh, oh, now you're going to Joe Rogan. He supports Trump or he supports Duh. Oh, see, you were good for a good two months for us. Uh, now we done. Well, mm-hmm. wait a minute. He still told facts over there. Now, let's not... Right. Let's not... Now, see, I'll right. go now. Well, now,
1: but that's the other thing is that certain mm-hmm. people have the range to be in certain places Mm. and to not get set up and not have Mm. a thing come out where it's like they didn't set you up now in this video of you saying some stuff you weren't supposed to or whatever the case is. So like even with myself, Mm. I don't want to have certain conversations with certain people. But I've had an interview with Tommy Lauren, Tammy, whatever her name is. Oh,
0: with Tommy Lauren, Really? Yeah, was, I
1: had, so I was on the uh, Blaze when she was on Blaze. And, you know, so they had that <laughs> interview behind a paywall. So nobody really that is not paid that hasn't really seen it. But I have the video footage. And I owned her in that interview, basically.
0: Oh, I would have loved to see that one, child.
1: Baby, I might just go <laughs> ahead and push it and tell them to, 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 to try to come for me or something. I don't know. But, but... <laughs> but it's like but it is a thing where i realize when i come into certain spaces i'm literally upsetting the building so that's what i need to do yeah
0: it's oh, but like so could. say for
1: instance i couldn't upset there's certain buildings i couldn't upset maybe mm-hmm. i could do it now but mm-hmm. i couldn't upset like the breakfast club because i don't i didn't have enough patience in the i didn't have enough patience so you going to see me on another page probably in a minute Fast in that space but now i'm different and so I've, I've i've learned to be able to handle bs a lot better mm-hmm. and so i can go in there and upset all of them their attachments but i won't now because Jess hilarious is over there and i don't need to be in the same space
0: with her you know what there yeah Mm-mm. no there, she, she
1: is a textbook pick me and that's just what it is.
0: And you know, that's, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. It It is, it is Text. definitely, it is definitely given pick me. It is de- because my thing with that was there was a defense of a black woman.
2: hmm mm-hmm. And you,
0: that. and you let a black man, it, I don't understand. It's protect Black women, right?
1: Right, until until it's not.
0: It's protect Black women. Because y'all came from a Black woman, I, which I never get. I'm like, nah, I didn't push the whole Black man out of me. Right. Okay? And and I told him early on, I said, let me tell you something. One thing I want you to always do is respect Black women. Because I'm saying right now, if you ever even come to me a certain way, I'm going to take you down and call the police and I'm all a bit of 14. I don't care. Absolutely. I did it. I did it one time when he was 15. He ain't never came step to me like that again in his life. Right. I do not play. I told him, I don't care. Respect black women, protect black women. And it's, and I, and that conversation about where well, it ain't no black man in the house, man, let me tell you something. I, I, I'm a black woman. I've done fine. Right. Let's get out of that conversation. Well, wait till you, I mean, I did talk,
1: you know, you got to hear, I did uh, I was on the Black Fat Film podcast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just talked about the fact that what's really upsetting the folks right now is that LGBTQ people, especially Black ones, we're starting to break free of the confines that we as a community were told were ways that you can't win. You already got one strike against you, you Black. So now they can't say, oh, see, your life is terrible because you're in that sin and you're doing this. Now we're having okay lives and we doing, we pushing through just like y'all is, Mm -hmm. struggling every day just like y'all are, you know, whatever. But the reality is, is that black people are still being oppressed. And the black man who's supposed to be leading the black family and the black community has not let us cross the finish line of liberation. And it's because they picked up too many tools from the um, white supremacy that they think are going to actually work and they're not. So the reality is, is that we do need to shake from that because it's black, queer and trans people. Yes. Who are going to be the true ones to set us free. Period.
0: Period. Period. And, and, and my thing is how you say black lives matter. But baby, I'm I'm trying to understand. Y'all know. Y'all know that includes us, too. Right. 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 Oh, OK. Oh, okay. I'm. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering because I don't see y'all out here marching when it's 50 million black trans women getting murdered. I don't see y'all out here marching, but that's just me.
1: And the black trans women are still marching in the Black Lives Matter movement, though.
0: I, okay. And you, and
1: with the genocide right now, there's ooh, a lot of girl.
0: Please talk about it because I talked to my sis Tony Bryce, and when um I Tony Bryce yes. and Monroe Elise, and one thing Tony Bryce was talking about when it was Stonewall, and like she she had to take the microphone, baby, like we right yes. here. Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: I said yes, Tony. You did what? I took the mic, like. <laughs>
1: And we've had to do that several times. Blossom Brown did that at a CNN um, town hall once. And, you know, she had to because, again, they're putting on this whole show like we're having the talk and we're going to talk about the issues. But mm. companies like HRC and folks like that are grooming only the most palatable voices to be able to stand up there. So, mm. so it ain't going to include a black trans woman that's talking about sex work and survival and blah, blah, right. blah. Whatever. So we had to snatch the mic to talk about it.
0: Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. And how are you going to... I'm trying to think, what was that I saw on social media? Oh, Killer Mike was talking to RFK. And he was talking about child support and all this kind of stuff about our community. And I said, but there's not one Black woman in that room. Right. We're not in... I'm tired of seeing all these conversations. There's not one black woman in the room. There's not one LGTBQIA person in the room.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Why are y'all speaking for us? Yeah, because because again, to
1: them, ask them, and they are the God-ordained leaders, spokespeople for the black community. What I'm trying to tell us is, we can tell them to have a seat, and okay. we got this. Because obviously, you're not interested in knocking these walls down for all of us, so we'll do it. Even though I side of me, I got to go to these Black Lives Matter movements, even when right. a black man is shot, knowing that another black man might call me um, a man or might t- call me this, that, and the other. But I'm still over here yeah. fighting for your freedom too.
0: Still out Yep. And it don't matter how many times you say that's the case, it, it doesn't matter. It it does not matter. So I I know your time is so limited. And there was a couple <laughs> of things. <laughs> there was a couple of things if you if you if you don't mind, if if you don't mind me just asking you, I got a little
1: bit more time. We got a little bit more time.
0: So please tell the people about trans tech social.
1: Yes, because
0: I I know you're the president and I I really want you to tell the audience about this. Thank you.
1: You know, actually, so um, I'm the president of Miss Ross Inc. But when it comes when it comes to trans tech, I'm the founding. I'm the founder. So I I used to be like the CEO and executive director Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But now we have uh, E.C. Pizarro, the third who started out as a volunteer. He's a black trans man and he runs now trans tech as an executive director. Um, I still obviously work um, in there, still I'm on the board and things like that. Um, and, you know, still I'm working to fundraise for the organization because we it's always it's an ongoing mission. We have to constantly make people understand the necessity for this type of diversity, especially when there's such an onslaught attack of diversity, equity and inclusion efforts. So we are the space that incubates folks to be ready To go into these job markets, to go into these spaces and to not have to be tokenized, but to know that they are there because they deserve to be there. They are talented. They are valuable. There are all these different things. So we want people confidently going into the space. And the way we know they can be confident is by giving them opportunities to learn. It's very, very stupid for someone to be confident about something they've never done before. And so, when you have a community of people who've been shut out of of learning and doing stuff, then you've got a lot of people faking it till you make it, and doing a lot of things. And we need to break that out and break that up so that folks can have real experience, so they don't have to fake it, they don't have to be tokenized, and they can be valued. They don't have to stay at a job that they, they don't that doesn't appreciate them. All these different things. So, and or they can start their own business once they learn and once they um, understand what that what entrepreneurship is about so we do everything from you know we we have partnerships with think with folks like the linux foundation who has been able to give our members scholarships to get like certification in linux we have um a grow program um, uh, that we've done with google where you know they help them get certifications um, so we have had partnerships with Masterclass where they have given our members free accounts to learn on Masterclass. We've had partnerships with LinkedIn. We have just did a, a partnership with Hinge, uh, the dating app, where mm-hmm. they paid our members to do work um, to specifically address issues for you know trans people on the dating app. So to see companies that are willing to invest and do and create things like that, we want to continue creating those pipelines to people who get it. Those that don't, we understand there's work to be done, but there are some people who have the range and are ready to put on that
0: cape Mm -hmm. and go to
1: those spaces and do that. But Mm -hmm. our whole community doesn't need to be activists and advocates. They don't need to be your educator. They're not getting paid for it. So we try to create a space that gives our community a sense of, strength in numbers.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, I think, like you said, that's the most important thing. The strength is in the numbers. Mm-hmm. The, more, the more people, no matter how big or small, contribute to us, that will make the most noise. That will shake the table. The more people that's out there telling the truth. From our perspective telling mm-hmm. our story. Um I'm I'm just so thankful for you. I, I just you. I truly am I've been I've been a fan of yours since American Horror Story, since Pose, which is mm-hmm. I, I just pose for me was true. And and again I'm 46. So you know Noah's Arkin. Yeah, so, so I'm-, I'm 43. So we ain't too far <laughs> apart. You know what I'm saying, like, but but I'm just saying, like, oh God, you you are truly, truly an icon, and I know you've spoken about different things mm-hmm. with that situation, and I didn't want to bring it up, so because I, I I feel like stepping stones are important. Mm-hmm. And and I know that positive energy, and that's really yeah what I wanted to make sure that we did today. Yes, was talk about positive energy for us, and yep. I thank you for sharing those principles, those Buddhist principles, because I know for me, I'm definitely going to study.
1: Trust me, it'll open your entire world up. Mm-hmm. You'll you you will obviously you will wonder why you didn't you know, why you were, cause I'm telling you, I'll tell you from, the, I'll tell you from my own experience. I was in a, I was engaged to be married and I was in this relationship for about eight years. And this was before I was introduced to the Buddhist practice. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was still trying to drag my ex to find our church home, you mm-hmm. know, to do these things or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just could never find the right spot or and whatnot. Mm-hmm. His mother was going through a battle of cancer Mm-hmm. and he said that she was reading a book that his mom is so he would say that she's such a a tough woman. We'll say that as the most nice thing I could say. You know, she's a very tough yeah. woman and mm-hmm. and but reading that book and her battle with uh her cancer had softened her up. He said and she just seemed like she was becoming a whole new person. And so he said he showed he said the book was called unlocking the mysteries of birth and death and 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 i'm just like and it was when he told me about the book originally i saw that it was also a buddhist book and for some reason my initial response was rejection and well i'll say the reason is because of how i was brought up in church. So I immediately sort of rejected the even the idea of learning something from that space because it just seemed like I don't know what you're talking about. And so, what's the gag is I was introduced to the practice in 2010, so it might have been 2006 or so that you know he told me about this or the. So I get introduced to the Buddhist practice, mm-hmm. and that book is in our on our shelves in the library in our you uh, know our Buddhist library and. It's our president of the, you know, so even before I was introduced no. to the practice, it was trying to get to me. Right. But I was not open to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm trying to tell you as someone who wasn't in the space to be open to it that I missed out in hindsight. Mm-hmm. It all happens in this time and in all the things, but what I'm saying is I could have opened up to this much sooner.
0: So, exactly Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's a transition in life right now. Mm -hmm. So, I
1: feel like as you study this too, I want you to go back and watch What's Love Got to Do with It?
0: Yeah, and And it's it's you know, it's so funny because that was such a you know, a joking moment, you know, all your life after you watch that. And then people would be like, "Oh no, I'm getting on get cute." And it was such a joking thing. And that's what I'm saying. It went over our it went over our people's heads
1: because if you watch the montage when she is chanting, you watch her go from not even being able to put the eyeliner on straight. She's talking gibberish backstage. She's almost not even there in her body. She's about mm-hmm. to die. Actually, her life will is almost gone. From the drugs and from being beat down, mm. so then you watch her go from that place. And a friend saying, "Here, let me just show you this chant, Nam Yo Ho," and she's like, "What do you mean, Nam Yo Ho?" What is this? And you watch the jump cut as she gets faster and stronger with the chanting. And what you see happen is Ike doesn't change. Mhm. She changed. Yep. Yeah. So that is what this practice is. And I want people to watch. I keep bringing it back to what's love got to do with it because I know that this will be a mirror for black people to understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. The kind of thing that you need to understand that actually I'm good. I don't need nothing but my name. Hmm. You, but you can't get to that place if you don't have the personal strength and will to fight back and stand up for your life. Or as we say, take responsibility and respond in that moment. Don't run away, don't put your head in the sand as we don't have the strength. I'm not in the mindset. So what we do is we chant in order to activate the Buddha in us so that now I'm responding to life from my higher nature, from my Buddhahood instead of from Mm -hmm. the scared little girl.
0: Oh, honey, listen. I needed this. <laughs> okay, no, I needed this. And I, th- listen, the highest, the I'm- highest. The highest new the highest new it. they said listen uh we gonna go ahead and put this we're gonna reschedule and do all the things. Yes, yeah because you are in your transition period, yes. and um we need you to get where this. you located? I'm in Houston. Yes. Yeah, so the great thing is,
1: like, we are everywhere. So there we have like community centers, and you can go there. You can and they we 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 operate in what we call districts. So it just basically means that you chant, you can chant with people in your own neighborhoods. So you don't have to go way across town. You know, do certain things, or whatever. There's people in your own neighborhoods, and you have mm-hmm. discussion meetings, and we talk in these. That's the life mm-hmm. of our organization is discussion meetings, not priests. Not not a hierarchy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we do have something we call May contribution. Mm-hmm. One time a year, we give money based off of what we feel. Are, it's based on our own faith. So it's never, there's no coercion about money and different mm-hmm. things. We're not allowed to borrow money to each other. It's not that kind of, you know, so there's a lot of things in the way that we operate that makes you understand this is about you. So yes, we can sit here and talk about your problems and we can, Mm -hmm. let's talk it out. Let's get a, you know, whatever, bring it in the light of Buddhism. But at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, you got to go chant.
0: That is, this is, you know what, when you talked about your ex and the book, his mother, Mm -hmm. and that was years ago, Mm -hmm. I just recalled before I got my job in healthcare and I work in a cancer hospital
2: mm.
0: and before that I drove I drove Uber. I drove Uber before that. And one of my riders, I took her to a Buddhist center and she invited me. She told me uh, whatever day they
2: gathered
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me, she invited me and I was like oh okay thank you you know like oh okay that's the same you, way that I was
1: the first time I was you invited. know
0: like oh, yeah, that's, that's nice I'll go sometime yeah like okay thank you ma'am you know and you know and then I went around my I went about my way I think that was like 2019 mm-hmm. got the job at the cancer hospital healthcare worker to this day and so I'm just listening to you and I'm just like,
1: <laughs> it yeah. happens. On, yeah. It's just, it's, it's these yeah. little breadcrumbs that happen along your life. Yes. So take this moment as the full moment that you need to go ahead and follow what your heart is saying and mm-hmm. go ahead and unpack,
0: mm-hmm.
1: go ahead and unpack, get comfortable.
0: Indeed. I think that's going to be the name of the episode, honey.
1: Yes, unpack the uncomfortable. Unpack.
0: <laughs> unpack, baby. It's time to unpack the uncomfortable. Yes. I love it. Miss Ross, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank Please you. tell the audience before we close out where they can find you on all your socials, dear.
1: M-I-S-S-R-O-S-S dot com. Miss Ross.com. You can keep up with all the things, but you can also follow at Angelica Ross on all the platforms and mm-hmm. at now Angelica Podcast on Instagram and at Trans Tech Social um, for all the things tech and understanding that listen just for trans people. Trans tech is all about technology at the intersections of transition. In life right now, because you used to be married all these years and catering to a whole man, and now you need to create your own business, or maybe you're coming out of being incarcerated, or maybe you just had a diagnosis of something and you think that that's the end. But in reality, we're trying to show you that at the intersection of every huge life altering transition, you can use technology to be the catalyst or to be the thing that levels the playing field for you.
0: Indeed, indeed. And I know you're gonna be sharing some news with us soon, right? Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. We're we- sure yeah, but I will be. We are so excited to hear that news. So y'all make sure y'all follow her on everything because she has some blessings and we are so happy for you. I want you to have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, my dear. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. All right. You too, dear.